Investment advisory services provided by Drake & Associates, LLC, a state of Wisconsin registered investment advisor. Insurance products are offered through a separate company, Loft Financial Advisory Group, LLC, a Wisconsin insurance agency. Clients are under no obligation to purchase any recommended insurance products. Information provided is for illustrative purposes only and does not constitute investment, tax, or legal advice. While we believe the information in the show is reliable, we cannot guarantee its accuracy. Neither Drake & Associates or Loft Financial Advisory Group accepts any liability for the use of the information discussed. Opinions expressed are subject to change without notice and are not intended as investment advice or a solicitation for the purchase or sale of any security. Please consult your financial professional before making any investment decision. Before you start planning your retirement party, make sure you've got your retirement plan. You can never be too prepared for life after work, and we're here to help. This is Retirement Ready with Tony Drake on WTMJ. Good afternoon and welcome to the Retirement Ready Show on WTMJ. I'm Tony Drake, Certified Financial Planner with Drake & Associates, WealthWisconsin.com. And we got Brad Allen. How are you this afternoon, buddy? Good. How are you doing? Excellent, excellent. we got a uh, great topic here. We're into the fall. Kids are back in school. Your kids excited about it, or uh, not really? Yeah, uh, the, the little ones don't care. <laughs> I suppose. Care day, but, uh... Same old, same old to them, right? <laughs> right. Yeah, my kids are not liking the uh, bedtime. They like staying up late and uh, doing that whole deal. But uh, it's an exciting time of year, that's for sure. But got a great topic uh, today that I think is interesting because we talk about this a lot in our educational classes. How things are different, in particular when it comes to income. But you know. Retirement planning, I think, used to be a little bit more predictable, but with the changing times and there's a lot of new variables that we talk about, you know, planning today is very different than it was maybe for the, the retirees of today, the boomers, for maybe their parents or their grandparents, you know, decades ago. And I think it's important just to be aware of it. You know, we talk about being an education first firm, and it's not that it's not manageable. Of course it is, but it's a lot more manageable if you get on top of it and are really ahead of it. And, you know, I think there are some specific challenges that we're facing today that we just didn't deal with in the past. And the first one I think is a really interesting topic, Brad, and it's really the fact that retirement, you know, in decades ago was guaranteed. Your income was guaranteed. Yeah, gone are those days of uh, predictability. Social Security and pensions uh, provided most of a retiree's income decades ago, and their, their biggest concern was whether to play golf or tennis. Uh, in the 1980s, Social Security provided 65% uh, of a retiree's income. Today, Social Security accounts for about 40% of income for middle-class retirees who claim their benefits at 67. For for higher earners, Social Security may only replace about 27% of their rage, wages. So, you know, pension plans used to fill those gaps. Nearly half of the private sector workers uh, were covered by a pension plan in 1980, and today that number is only 20%. You know, so gone are the days where a company takes care of you for the rest of your life. You have to really be your own advocate and put money into the, the 401Ks and make sure that you're building that up enough. And, number one, building it up, but also keeping it safe enough in retirement where it's going to be there for you. Yeah, I think it's an interesting conversation, you know, when, when really we saw that, that shifting landscape in the United States from, you know, really a defined benefit plan to what's called a defined contribution or more layman's terms, a pension, a guaranteed income per month for your life versus a more lump sum balance, not only did, did how it looked changed, but I think there's a couple of factors that often go overlooked. Remember when we had the pension style plans for the most part, 
the main contributor to the plan was the employer, mm -hmm. right, not the employee. So it was just a benefit that was provided that the employee really wasn't responsible for. Not only were the contributions of responsibility of the employer, but who was responsible for the investment choices? Well, inevitably that fell on the employer, right? There was some testing that happened, and they didn't perform at certain levels. That you know, the the employer often would have to add more money to make sure that it had enough funds to support the liabilities or the payments that they were guaranteeing at some future date. Well, now we go to the 401k style plans. Now, not only is the primary contribution coming from the employee, but now the employee is also responsible for the investment choices. Now, Brad, you and I have had a lot of great clients who have taken the time, they've really studied, they've done their homework to really educate themselves, and they, frankly, have done a pretty good job managing their 401Ks, but that's not common. When we look at employees as a general group, the returns on their 401Ks are very subpar. They don't get great returns over time. They, they kind of do opposite, if you think of that, you know, kind of roller coaster look, if you will. They tend to, as the market's going up, they get excited. They get to the point of kind of exuberation, and then they buy at the worst time when the market's at the top. Then the market starts to turn. There starts to be a little bit of fear, then panic, but they're thinking, Mom, Dad, Grandma, Grandpa, somebody told me I can't sell low. I've got to wait for it to recover. Right. Then it really gets to a low point. And they panic, and they sell it pretty close to the bottom of the market, or you know maybe they're looking at past returns, so they get their quarterly statements. Say, oh, this one did good last year. I'll try that one, you know. And we know that past results are not indicative of future performance. So, you know, I think beyond having that guaranteed income, they typically don't do as well because they're underfunding, not putting enough into the 401k and maybe not making the best investment choices. So it's challenging. And once it's gone, it's gone, right? I mean, with the pension plan, it, th that was there the rest of your life every month on the same day at the same time. With, with the 401K, you start drawing out too much, and there's not enough in there for retirement. You have to move on to the next account. Hopefully that, that's there for you. So you have to be careful with that stuff. Yeah, you really do need to be careful. And again, it's completely manageable, right? I mean, let's face it. I don't think pensions are going to make a roaring comeback, right? I mean, it, it looks like these defined contribution plans are, are really what's here to stay. So let's make sure that you're planning right and they're working well for you. You're listening to the Retirement Ready Show on WTMJ. Getting you ready to sail into the sunset. This is Retirement Ready with Tony Drake on WTMJ. Welcome back to the Retirement Ready Show on WTMJ. I'm Tony Drake, Certified Financial Planner with Drake & Associates, WealthWisconsin.com. we got Brad Allen here today. Great topic, Brad. Yeah. Yeah, talking about some of the differences between retirement planning of today and maybe our parents' and grandparents' generations and maybe some of the challenges we face today that, that they didn't necessarily face. Not, not that it was easier, but it's just a different set of challenges and a different set of planning. You know, we were talking uh, before the break about pension plans, mm -hmm. right, and, and how that guaranteed income has shifted to the 401K-style plans. It reminds me, too, of a study that you and I have referenced uh, that was done a number of years back. And one of the questions they asked in the study was, financially, what made you feel the happiest or the, the most comfortable in retirement? And, and I'll be frank, Brad, when I first saw that, I thought, boy, what a silly question, right? I mean, it, clearly the people with the biggest balances are going to answer that they're the most happy. But that wasn't the answer. The answer was the people that had the largest guaranteed incomes. But 
if you pause for a second, it sure makes a whole heck of a lot of sense, right? Because the number one fear that people have in retirement is what we call longevity risk. Do I have enough money? Am I going to be okay? You know, am I going to outlive my money, right? That's a big fear that we all have. But if you have big guaranteed income, maybe you are fortunate enough to, to still have a pension or you've maximized your Social Security or maybe you bought some type of guaranteed income product that, that's going to pay out that income for life. You can almost forget as long as you're living within your income, right? You right. can just blow it all every month and on a first of the month. I'm being a little silly, right? But first of the month, those new deposits come in and replenishes the checking account. So it certainly makes a lot of sense, I think. Yeah, you know, I think uh, volatility scares anybody, whether you have millions of dollars in the market or you have a couple hundred. It doesn't matter. I mean, if the market cuts in half, that's going to affect everybody across the board, you know? So it, the, the fact that you would have a guaranteed income stream coming in at the same day at the same time covering this this and this bill that you know every month is covered uh, it just creates less stress in retirement so the other thing too when when uh, the last generation was was in retirement they invested a lot in things like cds you know cds were making how much back in the 80s and 90s versus today at maybe two percent you know right. so that was double digits that might have been before your time a little right? bit a little, little bit a little bit <laughs> No, it's a, I mean, an important concept. I think risk is another interesting conversation. And we do have some classes coming up, speaking of risk and, and Social Security. Um, this month in September here, we're going to be out in uh, the Delafield area, Water Street Brewery, on uh, September 12th and 13th. Last I checked, we're getting pretty close mm-hmm. to full. I, I know folks have emailed in and expressed some frustration that those fill up pretty quick, and, and I apologize. There's just a capacity on the rooms and Unfortunately, with the schedule, I can only do them so often. But we're going to talk specifically about required minimum distributions, maximizing Social Security, and really this new tax bill, how that affects you and how to really do some planning today that's going to affect your tax bracket for for the decades to come. So you can register for that online at wealthwisconsin.com. I think another issue, Brad, today for retirees is they really need to create their own retirement savings plan, if you will. Well, people planning for retirement today need to to take money matters into their own hands. We're talking about being your own advocate. And that's where the employer-sponsored 401K and other savings vehicles like IRAs can come in. You know, you only hear, you're, you're often hearing financial professionals talk about the three-legged stool of retirement. We talk about it, you know, each and every week, Social Security, pension, and savings. As pensions fade away and the fate of Social Security remains uncertain for a lot of folks, we need to make sure that that savings leg lasts longer. So I recommend putting 10 to 15% of every paycheck into your employer-sponsored retirement plan like a 401K. Also, think about opening an IRA or a Roth IRA to save outside of your employer's plan. You can max out, max out those accounts if you want to. You know, different years might require different tax status. So if you have a year where your income's down a little bit, that might be a good year to put money into a Roth, right? Because you're going to pay the taxes today. Any growth in that account is going to grow tax-free and come out tax-free later. Or if there's a high-income year, you want to put money into a traditional IRA and start to get some of that income off the table. So you're thinking about tax brackets today, but you also have to start thinking about tax brackets in the future. Yeah, I think you bring up a great point, and if you can do that type of planning, you know, I think that's a disconnect sometimes with with an accountant where we say, yes, we're going to end up paying a little bit more right now, but what's the net effect on that family, right? Many of our clients, and, and I'm not suggesting you need to live just to pass on money, but the reality for a lot of our clients, conservative spenders have been great savers, a lot's going to pass on, but how do we control that tax bracket both for your lifetime and what's the tax impact on, on the family, maybe for the next generation? 
if we can keep more in the hands of the family and less out of the hands of the IRS. I mean, we certainly have to follow all the laws and do that correctly, but if we can structure that properly, boy, it sure seems like the family wins. E- even if you plan on spending it all, let's maintain that so when you do withdrawal, you're not giving as much to the IRS. That means your money lasts a lot longer, right? That leg of the stool becomes a lot stronger. You're listening to the Retirement Ready Show on WTMJ. Getting you ready for retirement the right way. This is Retirement Ready with Tony Drake on WTMJ. This is the Retirement Ready Show on WTMJ. I'm certified financial planner Tony Drake with Drake & Associates, WealthWisconsin.com. Joined by Brad Allen, none other. How are you, buddy? I'm doing good. Happy Saturday. Yeah, absolutely. Kind of a fun topic. I think it's interesting always to kind of take a look and analyze some of the changes, um, you know, that are unique, I think, to retirement planning today because it is a little bit different maybe for the boomers today than, than their parents and grandparents, a little bit different environment, a little bit different set of challenges to face, if you will, certainly surmountable, but it's something we have to really analyze, take a look at, and and it comes down, you and I talk about it every week, it comes down to just having a plan, right? I mean, the worst thing we could do, you know, I think this can happen when it comes to risk or market volatility or whatever it may be, but the worst thing we can do is really just stick our heads in the sand and pretend it's going to go away. That's not an effective strategy, and that's not what we want to do. You know, one of the things I I think that, that is unique is healthcare was a lot less expensive maybe for our parents and grandparents for compared to the retirees today, and that's something that's challenging but really needs to be accounted for. Well, over the past five decades, healthcare costs have risen faster than the average annual income. You know, in in, in the year 1960, the average cost of a healthcare per person was 146 dollars. That's risen to more than 10 thousand dollars per person in 2016. So, on top of rising healthcare costs. People are also living longer in retirement. On average, somebody who is 65 years old today can expect to live another 21 years. Uh, In 1960, a 65-year-old man was only expected to live another 13 years or so. So a 65-year-old woman was expected to live 17 years. An average couple retiring this year can expect to spend $280,000 on health care expenses throughout their retirement. That price tag doesn't even include the cost of long-term care. That's a whole other discussion in and of itself. So longer life expectancies mean retirees today need to factor in higher health care costs and their family's history of longevity when planning for income needs in retirement. So one of the big things, uh, you know, some of our goals in the office here is to get you to 100 years old. And, and uh, if you have enough money till 100, usually we feel pretty comfortable with that. That, that might be a stretch for me, Brad. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Everybody says I'm not making it any, past, any, any longer past 85 or something like that. But, you know, you just want to plan for longevity because if you only plan till 85 and all of a sudden you're 92, well, you know, there's a disconnect there. So you want to plan for as long as possible because medicine and technology keep getting better every day. Yeah, that's for sure. And again, it's just, you know, comes down to having that plan. When we talk about being an education first firm, what we want to do is help you structure a plan where you're a part of it, right? We sit down in the office, we get on the the big screen in the office, we get into our software plan, and we talk through, you know, what are we going to spend for vacations? You know, is that a realistic amount that you give away for gifts, parties, you know, holidays, things of that nature, and just really help you structure that so you feel a part of it. What we don't want ever as a client waking up at three in the morning with a fear feeling like, boy, 
you know, my advisor just said, oh, don't worry about it, you're going to be okay. I think when you talk about things of the past, I wish that was a thing of a past in, in our industry. You know, I think folks tend to, an advisor sits across from the table and says, oh, you're just fine, or oh, you need to save more. Well, based on what? You know, based on 1.7% inflation or 3.25? Based on 4% rates of return, or are we going to assume 14 just to make the numbers look really good? You know, what we want to do is disclose to you what rates of return we're using, analyze inflation, test it for good market periods, bad market periods, and, and really flush through all of that. These are some of the things that we talk about in the classes, and we do have another round coming up, getting close to full, but in, in uh, September 12th and 13th, we're going to be out in Delafield at the Water Street Brewery. Love to have you out there. There's absolutely no cost or obligation, but we're going to hit on some of these topics coming up with that financial plan. You know, how do I maximize Social Security? How many how many ways to turn that on, Brad? 500. 500 different ways. So Brad will take us through all. No, I'm kidding. We won't do that to you. But we'll talk about some of the really popular strategies, how to get more out of Social Security, how to get Social Security to grow at 8%. That's a phenomenal guaranteed rate of return, right? And then we'll look at required minimum distributions. That's probably the second most popular question I get in the office. You know, do I have to take it? Are there ways to delay it? Are there ways I, I, I can not take it because I just don't want the taxable income? So we'll talk you through some of those strategies. And then we'll tie it all together with this new tax code. What can we do with it? Again, love President Trump or hate him. You know, I know it's a very divisive topic, but we do have this new tax code. What can we do to take advantage of that to maintain your lower tax brackets for decades and decades to come? Many of us really front-loaded these tax-deferred accounts with the concept that we're going to be in a lower tax bracket in retirement. That's true for some of us, but not for all of us. Some of us, I have clients that come in and say, Tony, with required minimum distribution Social Security, I'm in a higher tax bracket now than I was when I was working, so it's important to look at. You can register for that at WealthWisconsin.com. That's Wealth. Wisconsin.com, or you can always call the office at 414-409-7226. That's 414-409-7226. You're listening to the Retirement Ready Show on WTMJ. Preparing you for the ultimate vacation. Here's more of Retirement Ready with Tony Drake on WTMJ. Good afternoon, and thanks for spending a little bit of your Saturday afternoon with us. Are you listening to the Retirement Ready Show on WTMJ? We certainly appreciate it. We understand you have a lot of listening options, and we appreciate spending uh, you spending a little bit of time with us. Our goal each week certainly is education. When we say education first firm, you know, it certainly extends to the show, and we really hope you're learning something on a weekly basis that you can apply to your retirement, apply to your plan, and make you know, all those decades of hard work make that worthwhile and a little bit more enjoyable. Great topic this week. I'm talking to Brad a little bit about some of the things that are different or unique to retirement planning today that might be different, you know, from what your parents planned for, your grandparents. We talked about some of the guaranteed income. And, and you know, health costs is, is certainly you know, a rising expense, but there are ways today that you can plan for that cost. Something we can all do right now to protect ourselves from rising health care costs is to build an emergency fund. I really recommend folks have six months worth of expenses set aside in a separate savings account. Now, this money should only be used for an unexpected expense like a hospital bill. You also want to consider saving money in an HSA. That's a health savings account. Now, this is a tax advantage savings vehicle. They can really be used at any age to pay for qualifying health care expenses. 
HSAs will fund your current health care costs like uh, contact lenses or a trip to the dentist, and the balance of your HSA will carry over each year, so it's not a user or lose it. It does roll over and can be invested to grow for the future. They're a really great retirement savings tool because you can withdraw the money tax-free. Now, that's tax-free. Not many times we use those two words together. It's really important for a qualifying medical expense. If you're 65 or older and need to take the money out for another reason, it'll be taxed, but you'll no longer pay the 20% penalty. These accounts also do not have required minimum distribution, so the money can keep growing until you need it. Another great strategy, Brad, we've had for some of our clients that are doing well. We have them fund the HSA. They don't reimburse themselves on an annual basis, but they're saving their receipts. Then at retirement, you can write yourself a big tax-free check, refunding yourself for, for many past years. Got to keep everything documented well, but that can be another neat strategy as well. Um, we always like to encourage questions. If you have questions, we always respond to them directly. That's radio at wealthwisconsin.com, radio at wealthwisconsin.com. But speaking of healthcare, Brad, it reminded me of one I got this week. And someone emailed in and asked, you know, what is not covered by Medicare? I think that's something a lot of people, you know, kind of hit that Medicare age at 65 and say, oh, every, I'm good. Everything's covered. Not necessarily the case. Yeah, Medicare is kind of like Social Security in the fact that there's a lot to it and, and a lot you need to know ahead of time. So uh, the two things not covered by Medicare are dental care and hearing aids. Uh, it's an important topic to understand considering Medicare is the primary source of health care coverage for retirees. So most people automatically qualify for Medicare Part A, which covers uh, things like hospital visits, nursing facility care, hospice care, and some, some home health care. And then you are eligible for Medicare at age 65. And the coverage doesn't cost anything if, if you and your spouse paid Medicare taxes during the working years. Medicare Part B, which covers doctor's visits, outpatient hospital care, and other services, is not free. You, you would pay a monthly premium. There's no annual limit on out-of-pocket expenses. And then you have the, the Part D. Prescription drugs are covered by Part D, which you can get through private health care insurance providers. So it's definitely worth sitting down with somebody that works in the Medicare field and, and kind of shop around a little bit and, and try to find the best plan for you with the lowest rates. You know, all that kind of stuff does apply, but know that ahead of time. Plan out for Medicare and health care costs ahead of time before you get to 65 so that it's not as stressful when you get to 65. And, Brad, you know, that's a, that's a whole mouthful, right? I mean, you just gave us a lot of great data, but it can make your head spin. And it can be overwhelming. I think there's this whole other conversation, too, when I hit Medicare. Do I take Medicare supplement and, and essentially let the U.S. government manage my health care? Or do I do a Medicare Advantage plan? Really oversimplifying here, but a Medicare Advantage plan is a private company saying, hey, we can manage the cost better than the U.S. government. So they become really the primary source for your health insurance in retirement. Certainly some pros and cons to both. The biggest thing, though, again, you don't have to be an expert in every area. You just have to have access to folks that really know their stuff. Not, you know, certainly not my area of expertise. So we've partnered up with some folks. We have, uh, you know, people that we can connect you with. That that's all they do. They do Medicare. They have great supplement advantage plans. Can walk you through the pros and cons. Independent, so they work with a variety of different companies, so they can shop around. Really find you the the products and the features that best meet your needs in retirement, and that's important. So whether you know you're talking to us or someone else, I think working with someone that's independent really makes a difference because they can shop around. 
really find the plan or, or the, the series of plans, if you will, that are really going to meet your needs the best, because that is a challenging thing to surround in retirement. You're listening to the Retirement Ready Show on WTMJ. Answering all of your retirement questions on Retirement Ready with Tony Drake on WTMJ. Welcome back to the Retirement Ready Show. I'm certified financial planner Tony Drake with Drake & Associates, WealthWisconsin.com. Got Brad Allen here today. Kind of a neat topic, Brad. We're talking about some of the differences between retirement planning of today versus you know, what, uh, maybe a generation or two ago, kind of the different challenges that we have to face today that weren't necessarily there for our parents and grandparents. And, you know, I think one of the things that I've really found fascinating over the last, you know, 10, 15 years is, you know, when I, when I meet with the boomers today compared to their parents, budgeting was a pretty standard thing for the parents back then, right? People would come in, they knew exactly what they spent. Now, sometimes, frankly, I mean, it is a critical part of the financial plan, right? I mean, I always tell folks garbage in, garbage out. If I don't have good numbers, I can't accurately estimate how long money is going to last, start to answer those longevity questions. Do I have enough money? Am I going to be okay? And this is always a big, a big trip up. You know, people don't like to budget. And, and, you know, nowadays everybody just runs everything up on a credit card. Hopefully they're paying it off. But... That's a big step. It's not always a comfortable step, but something we have to tackle in retirement. Yeah, it's always a, a, a guesstimate number that uh, clients will give you. You know, we think we're spending this, but you really want to dive in and, and, and see, and kind of itemize those expenses. Maybe you have a mortgage. Maybe you have a car payment. Those things aren't going to be there forever. So you want to see what's going to drop off. You want to put different interest rates on things. If you have a mortgage, you don't want to put that at a 4% interest. I mean, you, you want to put all these things in there and be as detailed as possible. So credit cards haven't been around forever. Uh, before their their rise in popularity in the 1970s, people actually put pen to paper to write down each and every expense. They knew how much money was coming in and how much money was going out. Today, paying with a credit card is quick and simple. You don't even have to think about it. You just swipe the card. Uh, the problem is the average American has more than two credit cards, and the average balance is $6,375. The average household with credit card debt pays an average of nearly $1,300 in interest each year. So that's money that would be better off in your retirement savings account or your emergency fund, but it's going towards the interest. So definitely something you want to address uh, if you do use credit cards that can be a great tool but you want to make sure that you're doing it the right way paying them off and knowing exactly where that money's going on a monthly basis yeah and it's just one of those exercises as you you said that it's not always comfortable to deal with but you just got to do it you know sit down do it once as your advisor we may bug you every couple of years is this still accurate make you go through the exercise but boy once you really do that hey i think folks are really surprised sometimes you're spending money you know, you didn't realize you were spending, yeah. which doesn't necessarily mean it's a problem, right? If you've done the right savings, we may have the assets and the income to support that. It's not that suddenly, you know, Brad's going to be in your face telling you you can't go on vacation, you can't stop at Starbucks or buy gifts for the grandkids or whatever the case might be. But if those types of things are important to you, let's just account for it. All we want is a real number. If anything, I want a healthy real number then we can start to build an inflation over the years and, and really make that, you know, make sense for you. And, you know, for folks that have debt, you really have to deal with that. It's important to get rid of the debt before you enter retirement. If that's not possible, 
concentrate on getting rid of what I call the bad debt first. Good debt is used to generate income, increases your net worth. Think of your mortgage as an example of that. Bad debts are incurred by purchasing things that decrease in value. Credit card is obviously one of the worst forms of bad debt as the interest rates on your credit cards are typically pretty high. So tackle that credit card today by, you know, a couple different methods. We used to, Brad, always tell people pay the highest interest rate off first. If you have discipline, mathematically that's the best way to do it. But lately I've been using what I call the snowball method. So start by concentrating on your smallest bad debt first while still making minimum payments on the rest. Now, once that small debt is paid off, take the payment you were making on that debt and put it towards your next smallest debt. Like a snowball kind of rolling down the hill, what we find emotionally is people gain momentum with each payment. It kind of becomes fun. You start to you know feel a little bit more free. Once you've paid off the debt, consider sticking you know, to cash for your day-to-day expenses. You know, that can really help keep your budget on track. And, and, you know, speaking of your budget, if the classic pen and paper budget isn't holding you accountable, a lot of great apps out there today you can get right on your smartphone or computer. It'll send you alerts. If you, you know, send $100 for eating out, once you've hit that, it'll send you an alert that you're at your budget for the month. So a lot of ways to make that process a little bit more simple. But you really want to get in the habit. You've got to live within your means, especially if you're you're spending more than you can afford on those credit cards. You know, Brad, you and I see it all the time. We see folks that were disciplined, thought about the future, stuck the money away, and they're really living amazing, amazing lives in retirement. And then, unfortunately, we meet people that, you know, are looking for a miracle. They just live for the moment, outspent themselves, and they're really in trouble. And, and it's hard to see, and sometimes the answer is we don't have an answer. It's just a little bit too late. But a lot of great things you can do ahead of time if you plan for it. You're listening to the Retirement Ready Show on WTMJ. Walking you through your retirement plan. Here's more of Retirement Ready with Tony Drake on WTMJ. You're listening to the Retirement Ready Show on WTMJ. I'm certified financial planner Tony Drake with Drake and Associates, WealthWisconsin.com. We got Brad Allen here today. And we're going through some neat stuff, Brad, kind of talking about the differences between what our parents or grandparents maybe had to tackle or think about in retirement and a retirement income plan versus what folks are thinking about today. And a lot of great issues, I think, you know, probably an obvious one being, you know, pensions versus 401ks, right? We used to have all this guaranteed income. Now, not only do we have to fund a retirement account, but we have to make the investment choices, which can be challenging. We know health care is a lot more expensive. You know, probably one of the biggest things that's not planned for that needs to be planned for and, you know, dealing with debt and budgeting and, and things of that nature. But, you know, how do these changes affect, Brad, baby boomers who are entering retirement today? Because we know about ten to 12000 per day are turning 65. So how's it affecting this generation? Well, there's still a lot of unknowns for baby boomers who are retiring in the next few years. Social Security benefits, for example, could be reduced by 21% in the next 16 years if Congress doesn't find a solution to some of the shortages. And it's something that they're working on now. There's a lot of things that they might implement and put into place to make sure that doesn't happen. But the cost of health care, long-term care continue to rise. Uh, You know, there's no doubt baby boomers are faced with money challenges that didn't exist for their parents or grandparents. And it's never too early to sit down with a financial professional and take a holistic view of your financial future. You know, we always talk about the why behind retirement. It's not just you're going to be all right, you're going to have enough. It's it's why 
does that happen? You know, put put the plan together, put it through the good times, the bad times, put an income plan together, know which accounts to draw from first, which accounts make sense tax-wise at different stages in retirement. All these kind of puzzle pieces fall into place once you put a, a plan together based around that. So at Drake & Associates, we offer a comprehensive retirement plan uh, a report that you can find details about our 360 approach at WealthWisconsin.com. But it's really just coming in, sitting down. We'll put a plan together. It never costs anything. Uh, but it's just putting it on paper, putting in the budget, putting in Social Security strategies, what makes the most sense in the long run, and what ideas could we give you to make things a little more efficient or different strategies in the future that can make life easier for you in retirement. And when you sit down with clients, Bear, what, what would you say are, are maybe some of the largest apprehensions or fears, not only just about retirement, but maybe about meeting with an advisor or, or potentially a new advisor? What are some uh, what, what are you going through there with clients? Well, a lot of the folks that are retiring today, they have most of their money in 401ks and employer-sponsored plans. That being said, they really haven't worked with a financial professional or a financial advisor in the past. So it's a different relationship. You're going into a period in your life where it really starts to count now. You really have to start paying a little bit more attention to it. Uh, you know, I think the hesitation for a lot of people is they're getting close, and, and it can be a scary time to stop working. You know, you've been putting money into these accounts your whole life and everybody's told you not to touch them up until this point now you have to figure out how you're going to draw from them that makes the most sense so uh it, it's just a scary period of time and i think we're used to that we respect that that period that people are walking into um, but once you put it on paper like i said i mean once you have a, a plan in place it makes it so much easier so much less stressful you know on that last day of work you can go into retirement knowing that you're going to be okay through the good the bad the ugly yeah, I think you bring up a great point, and I would echo that. That's probably the part that surprised me the most working with retirees is beyond the numbers. It is an emotional time, right? Not only are you going from this time period where you're contributing to accounts, but, you know, market corrects, nobody likes to lose money, but you have income coming in. Now suddenly that income stream stops. But on top of that, we're also taking money out, so there's longevity issues. A lot of people, you know, work takes up a lot of your time. That becomes their identity. What do you do now? So I'm always very um, honored when someone allows us to, to be a part of that process in their life. That's an important stage, and it's always an honor to help them through that. Got some great classes coming up. If you want to do a little bit more planning, you can join us. We're going to be out in Delafield this month on the 12th and 13th. We're going to be out at the Water Street Brewery. Last I checked, Brad, this week they were pretty close to full, but we're going to be talking about required minimum distribution, Social Security, and a new tax plan. And really, how do these pieces come together? What are some of the tax strategies that can help maintain our tax brackets for many decades to come? I think it's probably one of the largest overlooked pieces in your retirement plan, right? A lot of people come in, we can analyze fees, we can see, you know, your risk tolerance, is that aligned with the risk you're taking currently? You know, there's a number of things we can do there, maybe talk about different investment strategies, guaranteed income, whatever the case may be. But oftentimes there's little to no tax thought or tax planning whatsoever. It's a big missing piece. It's probably the area where a, a good advisor that, that uh, you know, has some, some experience in this area can have the largest impact. You can register at WealthWisconsin.com. That's WealthWisconsin.com, or you can call the office at 414-409-7226. That's 414-409-7226. You're listening to the Retirement Ready Show on WTMJ. 
The proceeding was a paid program. Advice and opinions expressed during Retirement Ready are solely that of the hosts or guests of Drake & Associates and not WTMJ Radio or Scripps Media Incorporated.